Victor Williams has a life in basketball. The former Oklahoma State point guard has his own basketball academy in his hometown of Kansas City, and he has taught hundreds, if not thousands, of players over the years. But 23 years ago, Williams had an experience that shaped his basketball life and his life outside of basketball. He was a sophomore at Oklahoma State when a plane carrying 10 members of the basketball family crashed, returning from a game in Colorado. Saturday marks the anniversary of the crash, and Victor joins us to remember the 10. But first, I want to say a word of thanks to these sponsors for supporting The Jenny Carlson Show. Oklahoma Ford Dealers, Two Fellows Movers, MidFirst Bank, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, FireLakeJobs.com, NextGen Roofing, 988 Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Remember, drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, if you're thinking about moving, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move, but we know two fellows that love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no-strings quotes for your move. With over 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some remodeling or spring cleaning? We've got you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, our quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Well, Victor Williams, it is so good to see you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh Jenny. I'm I'm uh having a lot of fun and getting older. Got two kids now and and um just just enjoying life for sure. You were just a point guard at Oklahoma State like five minutes ago. So how is any of that possible? <laughs> right. I'm telling you, man, I, I used to hear the old um, you know, Tom Flies and um, you know, um you know, enjoy it now because you know pretty soon you're going. And I'm telling you, as I as I got older, you can just tell how how fast the years go by. Uh, having kids just speeds up life for sure. Yeah, so, for sure. Well, I want to talk about I want to talk about life. I want to talk about your basketball life because obviously that has continued even after your playing days. But talking about uh, time flying, I can't believe that it's been 23 years since the plane crash happened. And Saturday is the 23rd anniversary of the crash, January yes, 27th, 01. You were, you were just a sophomore that season at Oklahoma State, which was your first at Oklahoma State. So yeah. kind of take me back to that, that season. Just uh, walk me up to, you know, sort of what you remember about the earliest part of that 2001 season. You know, that season is probably the closest far as um, – far as team camaraderie and team chemistry, um, you know, that team was really close. We were really, really close. I mean, when I tell you we did everything together, we did everything together, whether it was going to eat together, you know, um, I mean, hanging out at each other's places. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about from top to bottom, like, you know, Fred had the house. We was all kind of, cause he was kind of a, the old guy at that time. Uh, so he had the house. Frederick with, uh, Johnson. Yeah, Frederick Johnson. Yeah. So he had the he had the house, and we would all go over there and have have uh, parties and and uh, but we was a very. I mean, that's what I can remember about that team. Probably the closest team I was I've ever been on for sure. So and you, you were know, a transfer so we, onto that team. Uh, came. Yeah. yeah. 
came from Illinois State. What, what was it about Oklahoma State that resonated with you? Why did you end up landing there? Was it that tightness of the team that you saw? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, when I, when I came uh, my first year, when I had to sit out, they had, they was a senior led team. You know, they had, I think, six or seven seniors. So, you know, uh, and that was really, I mean, really good. That was, that was a, that was a lead eight team. Uh, but, but, um, yeah, I, I just seen it. And when I, when I got there, um, you know, um, I just seen how good the team was first and foremost, but also seen that it was opportunity for me to be able to step in and play right away. Uh, cause at that time you had to sit out. So it was an opportunity for me to learn from the, from the older guys and, and really, and really make that transition from the Missouri Valley Conference to the Big 12 Conference, which is a huge jump far as, um, talent level. Uh, so it was perfect for me to get a chance to practice with those guys that whole year and really learn the ropes and, and, uh, you know, um, having a bunch of older guys guard me in practice and really teaching me what I needed to do the next year. So it was a great opportunity for me. Well, you talk about the closeness of that team, Victor, and you guys uh, go out to Colorado that season, play the Buffs. That was actually a loss that you guys suffered, but then you head home, uh, different planes, different guys on different planes. Was it just kind of a normal road trip that was happening until you guys get word that something might have happened to that third plane? Or kind of walk me through just what you recall of that day. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a normal road trip in the sense of, you know, we, all, we always was taking those three planes, uh, took the two jets and the prop plane. So it was kind of a normal a normal deal for us. Um, uh, so with with that being said, it was kind of um, – it was just, just, just normal behavior, right? But <clears throat> what I do remember about it is uh, it was a huge snowstorm, like – you know, looking outside, you can't, you couldn't really see five feet in front of you. So I remember, remember that. And I also remember uh, just being, you know, after losing a tough game on the road, uh, we was, we, I think we was ranked top 10 in the country or top 12, I think in the, in the country at the time, went to a hostile environment down in Boulder and they played really well and uh, beat us. Um, and I remember uh, coaches really, you know, he didn't think we played up to our best and we had a huge big Monday game against Missouri. So all of those thoughts kind of, kind of raveling in and, we, you know, we're not, not happy with ourselves and, and we know we got a big game on Monday against Missouri. So we just sit in the hangar kind of waiting like we normally do after a, a win or a loss. And, and, uh, I just remember, you know, coach made a few adjustments on, you know, who was riding on what plane and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was out of the norm. Like it's something that we've done. I mean, I've been on that plane before and we always actually like to kind of ride on that plane because, uh, um, the pilot, I think Denver was the pilot and, uh, he always yeah. kind of just let us, let us kind of have the, the whole experience a little bit. And then that was probably as far as you away you can be from coach at the time, especially after a loss. So being on that plane wasn't always bad, you know. Um, so yeah. it was normal behavior, just a normal um, see you when we get back to Stillwater. Uh, we knew we wasn't going to be able to practice that hard because we only had one day to to get ready for Monday. So so we were just it was just normal behavior, and I, I just remember when. For me, speaking for myself, uh, I just remember me being at home and in my in my in my room, and my phone just you know 
just kept ringing. Like it was just, just ringing off the hook. And I didn't, you know, mm-hmm. being around me after a loss, anybody knows me, I'm not really the person to talk to, but, um, uh, it just kept doing, it was just kind of abnormal for being. And I picked up the phone and my, it was my high school coach and my high school coach mm-hmm. said, you know, he kind of had this, um, this sigh of relief in his voice. Like, oh, like, you know, Oh my wow. God. Like, it's not you guys. Like, and so it was a report that came out on CNN or on the news or something that a plane had went down out of Boulder. And at the time, yeah. very few people knew that we were riding three different planes, you know? So, so he just said, Hey man, it's a plane that went out, out of Colorado. I thought it was you guys. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, coach, man, I'm, I'm at home. Everything's good. We all here. Everything's perfect. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, minutes later, you know, kind of figure, you know, kind of figure out what happened, and and uh, I get a call that yeah. it was my, it, it was, it was the, it was our plane. So, you know, you can only imagine yeah. how uh, my life changed ever since that point, for sure, for sure. So, actually, I'm not sure I can imagine, Victor. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. I think what you yeah. guys went through was so horrific and so terrible, and yet mm-hmm. we saw how you guys handled things with such, right. you know, grace and, you know, class and I, just so many things that I come back to my mind when I think mm-hmm. about everything that came after the crash. But how did how did you handle things? I mean, th- these, th- you know, that plane had two teammates. So, you know, you talk yeah. about how close the team was. I mean, that alone would have been horrible. And then it's eight more. I mean, how yeah. how did you handle things then? Yeah, people say two teammates. And yes, we you know, those teammates was you know, those two guys was our teammates, but man, those 10 people were people we seen every day. Like, so, you know, you think of a basketball team, you count the players, you count the coaches, but there's so many relationships that us that's on the backside of those, those players and those coaches that's, you know, as valuable as the players. So those, those guys that went down in that, that crash were people that I seen every day as much as I've seen my teammates. Uh, far as how we handle it, you know, you know, at the time, it was kind of one of those things that were, you know, you grow up and you 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 think about toughness, mental toughness. People tell you, oh, you just got to get over it, get to the next game, utilize basketball as an escape. But, you know, I, as I've gotten older, I look at it and say, you know, I wish we would have handled it a little bit different. I wish we would have had the time to, to really grieve. I wish we would have had the, the right specialists and the people that really that really talked to and took advantage of that. Because uh, I don't think none of us did, mm. and um, and I think that as as I've gotten older, you know, I really felt the trauma that 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 having an experience like that caused, you know, and uh, and for us to kind of mask it through basketball and mask it through anything is not the proper way to do it, and uh, you know, we needed the, the, the counseling, we needed the time to really deal um, with what we had to deal with. Um, and uh, that would have been a proper way to do it because I, I can guarantee you talk to each and every last one people that was really involved and really had to um, to deal with that, that, that pain and deal with that at that time. You know, it, 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 it definitely affected our life for sure. And so a lot of people, when they see it, they yeah, talk no. to me about, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, I, I think it's so different when you think about how we've evolved talking about mental health. I mean, 23 years ago is not that long ago, but 
you know, that wasn't really something that was talked about openly. It no. sounds like that was, if there's one thing you could go back and change, maybe that's the conversation that we needed to have more of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, and, and, you know, at that time it was just about, you know, how we can um, pay the respect to the guys and, you know, and, and, and those guys, that is something that I think about all the time. Like I think about it all the time. Every time I'm on any plane or, you know, uh, leaving any situation, the one thing that that situation taught me is that, you know, you can't take any moment for granted. The people around you, around you, you must, you, you just got to make sure that you, you, you value that time and tell people you love them. And, uh, cause you just don't know. Right. And, uh, but as you said, the one thing I wish we would have did different. And the one thing I, I think that I wish would have been, more heightening at the time was, you know, the concentrate on the mental health and the, the effect that it has on you. And, uh, yeah. and so it's a trauma that to this day, I wish I would have, I wish I would have talked to talk with somebody about, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I've, uh, I, um, I'm current, I mean, I'm currently going to counseling now, you know, talking to people about, you know, things that, that, um, that I've, I've went through throughout my life and it's really helped me. And, uh, talking about that plane crash is, uh, is, is, is high on that, is high on that list. So, you know, something that I'm dealing with actually as 44 year old man, something I'm dealing with to this day. So, so it's, um, yeah. yeah. yeah so. And- and that's healthy. That's healthy, that's right? It really is. It really is. It's, 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 it's really healthy. And uh, it's paying dividends for me now. That I, but I wish, really wish I would have did it when I, when, I was, uh, when I was actually there. So, Yeah, you know, and I was thinking uh, in retrospect, uh, you know, I, I think I, I, I might have had some of the same thoughts of like, I'm not sure what Oklahoma State's going to do, what these guys are going to do. But yeah. as I think back now, I sort of think, should you guys have kept playing? Like, was that the yeah. best idea? Do you ever remember a conversation where there was talk of maybe should the season go on? Should you guys keep playing? Mm-hmm. No, there was never any conversation of that. You know, I think I think coach, coach left it in the, in our hands and what should we do? How what should we do? Yeah. But you know, the one thing that you got to realize about, realize about being a competitive basketball player and being in those types of situations, you know, that's you know what makes you that way is the um is just the um the intensity and the value of competition like that's kind of what you live in and live through so the one thing that we we can all we all had in common is just that push for competition right so we needed to be in that airspace at least so that that's kind of where our mind went to okay let's get back to competition <laughs> that's all we know right yeah. You know, waking up in the morning, right. doing stuff that other people are just not doing and, and uh, putting your body through stuff that other people's not putting your body through. And it's like that, you know, that word gets thrown around back when when I was uh, coming up. It was all about mental toughness. Right. Like being able to deal with adversity, and overcome adversity. So, you know, when you live in that life and you grow up in that bubble, that's just something that you connect to. So it's no thought process of quitting or not doing it. Like it's just, you just don't think that way because that's not even a, yeah. a outlet. Right. I mean, it's more hype now, but back then it was just like, you had no, that wasn't even a thought for us to stop playing. Right. You know, you got to kind of get to them, but well, those 10 guys would have wanted us to keep playing. Right. <laughs> so you think that way, right? Like they want us to keep playing. They want us to keep. So, 
So um, so to answer your question, no, we never thought about not not playing. You know, one of the things that people talked about after the crash was remember the 10. It obviously has become mm -hmm. talked about at Oklahoma State beyond. Mm -hmm. You obviously knew those 10 people, as you mentioned before, you know, in a way that a lot of us did not. Um, that Absolutely. team, you know, you guys had a, a special connection. So as you have thought about those guys, I mean, whether it's Daniel Lawson, Nate Fleming, I mean, the list is long, obviously, and unfortunately, but what, what are those memories for you as you think back now 23, letter, 23 years later and you remember the 10? Because your memories are totally different than, than yeah. uh, those outside the program. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a big memory of mine. I'm actually, you know, I have my own gym now and, and I have a big remember the 10. Um, I'm not signed, but it's painted through my, throughout my gym. So when people walk in my okay. gym that don't know, they be like, so what does that mean? And I have to explain it to them. And so, uh, if you ever, I mean, it's the first thing you see when you walk in my gym is, 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 is a big painting of remember the 10. So yeah, my, my memories, I mean, my memories run deep. Like I said, that me and that team was, was very close. Um, and, um, all of those guys have affected my life. All 10 of them have affected my life in one, one way or the other. Um, uh, I was a decision away from, from being on that same plane, right? So you have a little bit of survivor's guilt there. You know, you grow up and you just live with that. Like I've been there. Like I was one of those guys on that plane before. Like what makes me so special to be on the other plane and them guys not be on. You know what I mean? Like you you live with that that thought process and and uh you 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 um you tangle with that a lot, you know? And uh and um and so that's always hard, but, you know, I just have really great memories of all of them. You know, Dan was, uh, you know, speaking for the two teammates that I have as far as just because I spent, you know, even outside of basketball with those guys. And Dan was one of the most funniest, like the most giving, like he was, uh, he was kind of the, um, you know, with, with all of us, I think we can always say like Dan was un the most selfless guy that you, pos you possibly can mm -hmm can have as a teammate, you know, he wanted to play more. Um, but, you know, it was about us, like, you know, it was about us. And, and uh, he would, he would just, he was just a good person to be around. He's funny and witty and he was just a great guy. Nate was uh, another unselfish person. You know, he was going to practice hard every day. Uh, one of the most smartest people I've ever been around. Uh, like he was one of those guys where you just knew, like this dude gonna make a lot of money one day. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like you just, you just knew, you just knew Nate was gonna, you know, he was just, he was, uh, you know, he was, he was gonna be very successful. And uh, and both of them come from great families. You know, the Fleming family and the Lawson family was was always always really good for me. And uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I can go on and on about the other ones, but uh, you know, everybody has uh, affected my life and was very, was very, very good for me. And the relationships was great. So I miss them every day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I still marvel, you know, you were talking about the competitive nature of every uh, guy on the, on the team. And, you know, you, you sort of ran to that competition as the thing that was familiar, but right. still a week, just a week after the crash, you guys play, you mentioned that Missouri matchup, that Missouri yeah. matchup happened at Gallagher Iba. And Vic, I went back and I watched a little bit of the telecast and I didn't yeah. even get to the starting lineups before I had tears. I mean, yeah. I, 
I can only imagine the emotions of that day for you guys. And just yeah. you won that day. It was a great game, a close game. But what was that day like returning to, you know, Gallagher Iba on the court, a place that had become a place where people left flowers and memorials and suddenly it's a basketball arena again. I mean, just so many things take me to that day. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that day was, that day was unbelievable because you're getting ready for a basketball game, what you're dealing with, you know, high emotions and you're trying to prepare yourself for a basketball game, but it really wasn't about you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you like, you know, I, I mean, every basketball game, and to that point, I'm I'm worried about, okay, am I going to play well? You know, I have to do this. I have to follow this scouting report. You know, coach told me to force him left. I got to make sure he don't go right. Like, I'm just figuring out all of these things that I need to be worried about doing a basketball game. But out there, it was just like, you just, I, you almost just running up and down the court and you just in this um, zone of competition. But you was playing for so many other people besides just like yourself. Like, you know what I mean? And uh and I just remember the game because it was like like it was twenty thousand people in there and um and those was just it was just like we're we're playing, we're all playing against Missouri. Like nobody's cheering, we all in this this game together. You know what I mean? And there's no fans, it's like it's just one community playing against Missouri. So it was it was a different game for me. Um, you know, we won it. Um, I was so happy, just just in you know, sad at the same time. So just dealing with a lot of different emotions and and uh it was uh it was a tough game for me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just remember the noise. It was something uh, yeah. it was something different. I mean Gallagher Iba got noisy. Yeah. But that was a different it felt yeah. different. Even the noise yeah. was different that day. Yeah, it, it was. It was emotional, and that's why I tell people that. It, and people ask, "Was that the loudest I ever heard Gallagher Ivan?" I say, "Yeah," because you know, if you could, if you put that many emotional people in a place at one time, then it's going to feel different. And uh, you know, and I think people was was happy. They were hurt. They were sad. They were happy. And so, when you combine all of yeah. those emotions and put them in one building like that, then, you, you, you know, it's going to be something that you can never forget. It's going to be a noise that you can never forget. So I just think that, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was by far the noisiest I've ever heard it. And, and I've been in that place when it's been really loud. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, to hear you talk about basketball, I mean, obviously your, your passion comes through, whether you're talking about, you know, uh, the, the, that day, that win or the sadness of, of the crash. I mean, your passion for the sport is obvious, Vic, but I'm wondering sort of as your playing days progress, I want to hear all about what you're doing now, but when did you realize that like basketball was always going to be your life, even, even if it wasn't playing, like when did you sort of make that decision that this passion, this thing that I love so much just has to be a part of my life forever. You know, ba basketball was one of them sports that I uh, gravitated to um, when I was younger. You know, I mean, I don't want to cry, but uh, right. you know, it, uh, it was something that I felt like built my confidence and it gave me a purpose. Mm -hmm. 
when I was a kid. So, uh, so, uh, that's why you hear the, you know, the, the connection I have with the sport, you know, because it gave me, uh, it gave me an alley, you know, it gave me something that, uh, that I had to work towards. So yeah, something that, that I knew would be a part of my life. You know, I just do, I just knew it. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, as I got, I continued to, to evolve throughout my life and I see how basketball put me in so many different spaces that, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in. Then I just kind of, you know, really grew to love the sport, really grew to love the, uh, the connection that it gave me to people. And, uh, and so it's just something that, that I've always uh, valued. So yeah. Now you now you've got your basketball academy, the Victor Williams Basketball yeah. Academy, and I'm guessing I've I've never walked through the doors, but I'm going to guess that passion for the game is one of the things that you're you're teaching young people there in Kansas City. Tell me about tell me about the academy, the program, just how it's sort of structured for, you know, that really resonates with you. You're obviously uh, the leader of the ship, so just right. how you've set up uh the academy to make it um make basketball for those, those kids you're working with, what it is for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, you know, I, I use basketball as a, as a life skill, you know, uh, basketball is something that, that for me, you know, it taught me life skills, you know, it taught me how to work hard and taught me how to, you know, get out of life, what you put into it. Right. And so, so my, I mean, everybody that walked through my door, it doesn't, you know, the talent level is going to be the talent level, you know, some are more gifted than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, I feel like I can touch everybody's life and teach them how to value work and how to uh, handle adversity and how to, um, you know, live their life doing, you know, doing the right things by working hard. You know, so that's what my gym is all about. You know, it's about family. You know, it's about uh, camaraderie. You know, anybody that comes to my gym, like it's it, you, you will feel it because, you know, people, you know, I get calls from people that's that's just everyday working people that's came through my gym at one point in their life. And they'd be like, man, I remember when you said this and this applies to, you know, what I'm going through in business or this applies to what I'm going through now. So, you know, I, the message is always the same. And uh, you have to continue to, to work hard, continue to handle the adversities of life. And, and uh, that's what Victor Williams basketball Academy is all about for real. So you played at OSU for Eddie Sutton. Sean yeah. Sutton, even yep. James Dickey was there uh, eventually, I, I think. So if if Cowboy fans walked in, uh, did, would they recognize some of those guys and what you do today? Oh, absolutely. Yes, for sure. For sure. They do. You know, I, you know, I've always had a, a high level of respect. I mean, when I was in it with Coach Sutton, you know, I, and especially my, during my younger times, I didn't quite appreciate what he was doing. Like I always thought it was just a little bit harder than it needed to be. I thought he said it said a lot more than he needed to say, right? And uh but as I got older, I found great appreciation for what he was doing. You know, I I, I grew up in a single parent home in the middle of the inner city and there was a lot of uh structural things that I didn't learn as a kid that I needed to learn for my life today. You know, being a father, um you know, being a husband and all that, like I, I needed to learn those 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 structure pr structure principles that I needed to learn to become the best version of myself. And uh, 
Coach Sutton put me in those situations to where I had to, to uh, you know, tighten up and uh, and make good decisions that led me to being who I am today. So, you know, I always, you know, he's a guy that I always appreciate. I tell people about him all the time that uh, I've always appreciated him. Sean was kind of the middle man to where it was like, you know, this is what my dad, you know, he been through it all. So he, you know, he, he already knew what his dad was thinking. Uh, he told me one time, like he, um, you know, coach, coach looked at me like a son. He was like, man, coach look at you like a son, you know? Uh, so, you know, he's going to be harder on you than, you know, than you think he should be. And, uh, so he, he was kind of the middle guy. He was tough on me, but he had a, he had a, he had a place for me that, that he had kind of allowed me to, to understand it better coming from coach. James Dickey was the same way. Uh, Patsy was the one that held it all together for me. You know, she was the one that that uh, that really, you know, invite me over, cook some dinner, and just really, just really uh, allowed me to to really understand. You know, that her, her husband didn't hate me as much as I thought he did. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, man, it was it was it was it was, it was a good experience for me for sure. Well, and that sort of brings us full full circle. Before I let you out of here, you know, you're talking about that that team chemistry that really extended beyond just the team to the coaches to the wives. I mean, I think that speaks again to just how, um, how you know how that uh, 2001 season. I mean, just how much that was. You guys all leaned on each other, and I'm wondering even now, 23 years later. What's sort of the what's sort of that relationship like now? How much do you try to talk to those guys, the, the assistants, family members, just those sorts of things as uh, the, the crash anniversary rolls around? Do you, I mean, I, I'm guessing you guys have contact on a pretty regular basis, even yeah, when have, it's not have, January 27th. Yeah, 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 we have we have contacts on a on a regular basis. We actually got a group chat that we all on. I mean, we, and the group chat is. It's buzzing all throughout the day. I have to silence, and I think I silenced it now because it, it was something. Somebody's gonna say something that <laughs> about basketball, or I mean, we that team again, and and it's kind of it's crazy that that team that we had there, the closeness of that team rubbed on the teams after the crash because we really, I mean, that team really bought brought us together far as like having that family dynamic of team and how close in that we were. So, you know, that next year we get other good players, but the, the, the chemistry and the baseline of who we were as a team was already set. Right. And so we close, like it was just kind of just rubbed throughout my whole career there, to be honest with you. Uh, and uh, so it's like, we got a lot of guys on our group chat, you know, you know, some that was a part of that crank plane crash, some that was on teams after that, but have deep value for, you know, what we all went through with the plane crash. And, and uh, so, yeah, to answer your question, we all stay pretty tight, close. And we talk we, we talk about it just about every day. Well, Vic, this has been awesome. Thank you for being so open to share about that team, that experience. I know it's it's a life changer. So I can't yeah. thank you enough for being willing to share about that. Hey, I appreciate you, Jenny, for having me on anytime, okay? And thanks to all of you. If this was your first time hearing or watching The Jenny Carlson Show, 
Be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Also, download our new Sellout Crowd app for your iPhone or Android. Thanks again for being here, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.